Hello and welcome to episode three of Hughes Views. Uh, we're sponsored by Amphibian Apparel, whatever the situation, home, streetwear and sports, no excuses. And we're sponsored by KH Decorating, making your house a home. And so welcome, today's agenda is going to be mainly the reintroduction of European football. This is the Champions League last 16 and Europa League last 32 preview. So let's get straight into it, Dan. Um, obviously, we've had RB Leipzig and Liverpool, the first legs, and PSG demolishing Barca in their own backyard. What was your thoughts on those two games last night? I think it was good to see Liverpool bounce back after the Premier League defeat at the weekend. It looks like the Champions League might be a, a bit of a, a fresh slate and an opportunity for the players to forget about what's going on in the domestic uh, season for them. As for the Barcelona game, I, I must confess, I watched the whole game um, and it was like watching... You know, the attack v defence drills that you get when you play in your playing days. Uh, PSG were rampant. They, they they didn't put a foot wrong. And I think Mbappe's performance speaks for itself a little bit for a hat trick. But not only that, but he took every single one well. I think the third one was like first first time, open your body up and put it right in the top bin. So uh, Barcelona have got it all to do in the second leg. I can't see them overcoming that. I don't know what your, your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I was about to ask, do you think Liverpool and PSG are all but qualified for the last eight yeah i think liverpool uh, uh liverpool wouldn't won't have a problem the fact that they're away from home first and coming back to anfield uh, i think i don't think they'll be i think they'll have no problem going into the last eight appears same for psg I, I think they've they've done their job they've done everything that they could do and they've got got a free goal cushion to take back to the park the prince so you know no issue there yeah, I can echo your thoughts there, mate. I thought it was a really uh, professional performance from Liverpool. I think the clean sheet will do wonders for Klopp and Alisson and then the back four. The fact that they're in the last 16 of the Champions League, they should be there. And they're not out of the title race, but it looks like Man City probably are going to be favourites there. But, um, you know, to, to see Liverpool win 2-0 uh, in Budapest and, and take that two-goal lead back to Anfield, I think they'll see the job through. And, um, and PSG, I mean... Away goals still count on the fact they've got four. You know, Barca have got to go there and really turn up. And at the moment, I think if Messi doesn't turn up, Barca as a whole don't turn up. And I know he scored last night, but I think I think Barca have got a lot of work to do in the summer. You know, if um, if if Messi leaves Barcelona, which is you know it's very likely, maybe Mbappe could be the man to replace him. What are your thoughts on that, Dan? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, I, I, what I will say is that having watched the game, for all of the listeners at home, I'm not sure if they picked up on it either, but uh, Glenn Hoddle said that uh, Messi was a passenger in the game last night, and I think that's slightly unfair. Um, and he said that he's been a bit of a shadow of, of, of his former self all season for Barcelona. Again, he's carrying that team and it's definitely a team that's in transition. They have a lot of their big stars have left. Luis Suarez that was a bit surplus to requirements at the end of last season. They've let him go and then the consequence of that is that Atletico Madrid are at the top of the La Liga. So he can clearly still do a job. Um, they do have a lot of young stars that I'm sure will thrive in a few seasons time but they definitely need to to have a little bit of an overhaul in the summer and maybe get some experienced heads in um, because what, 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 whatever's going on there at the moment is clearly not working. Um, and I don't know if Ronald Koeman is going to be the right coach to take him forward. Uh, I, again, with Mbappe, I think he's going to have a lot of offers on come the summer. And I definitely see him moving on from PSG and, and maybe going into La Liga. But I think he'll be going over to Madrid, if I'm honest. He has had a fixation with Madrid since a young boy, as far as I know. So I can't see him going anywhere else. Nice one, Dan. Looking ahead to tonight's games, we've got Porto, Juventus and Sevilla Dortmund. 
Um, I think if you're a severe fan, it's a perfect time to play Dortmund. They're leaking a lot of goals and they're not really firing all cylinders. And um, as for Juventus, if they don't win tonight, I think they'll get the job done on two legs. Um, If you have Ronaldo, you've always got a chance. Um, So my two teams to go through in those ties will be Juventus and Sevilla over two legs. Yeah, I agree with you there, Al. I think uh, Juventus have too much for Porto. Um, And as you quite rightly mentioned, Dortmund are... Uh, you know they're in a bit of a lull at the moment. They're 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 not playing as well as they could, and and they are shipping goals. So over two legs, I think I think I would agree with both of your choices there. Looking at next week's games, uh, we've got Lazio by Munich. You know the new World Club Cup champions, Atletico Madrid, who you just said top of La Liga against Tuchel Chelsea, München Gladbach against high flying Man City, and Atalanta against Real Madrid. Who do you think qualifies from those four ties, Dan? Uh, I think I think Bayern Munich are, yeah, they're going to be one of the one of the names that potentially could be in the final um, come the end of the season. The the interesting standout tie out of those four hours is probably uh, Atletico Madrid and Chelsea for me. It, I haven't really seen enough of Chelsea under Thomas Tuchel so far, but it's still a bit of a glamour tie. Um, other than the Barca PSG game, they're two big clubs, but I think Atletico and Chelsea is a glamour tie for for this round of fixtures. Uh, Man City, I can't see having any problems against uh, Motion Gladback, and uh, I'm 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 gonna go out on a whim here, and I'm gonna say that Atalanta could cause some real problems to Real Madrid over two legs. I think that they could potentially knock Real Madrid out. So I'll be interested to to sort of hear what people have to say about that. What are your thoughts on that one, Al? Yeah, they were my ones to watch Atalanta. Uh, there's two players in particular in that side. I think. Anyone who watches Serie A football knows Atalanta score a lot of goals. They concede a lot too, um, but they're a fantastic team to watch. You know, if they are, if you are a neutral, the two players to watch I think are Luis Muriel and Duvan Zapata. Uh, Atalanta, at time of recording, they've scored 49 goals in Serie A so far this season. I think that's the highest scorers. Madrid aren't their strongest at the moment, and like you said earlier, Atletico are looking really strong for the title. Um, so I think Madrid probably will put all their eggs in one basket and go for this. But if Atalanta can hold their own and sneak a couple of goals in the away tie, I think we could see an upset there. And I do fancy Atalanta to go through on that one. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that as well, Al, because I think maybe we should touch on Liverpool uh, putting all their eggs in one basket in in relation to the Champions League. Because as you quite rightly mentioned, they're not mathematically out of the, um, the title race back home. But Jurgen Klopp did seemed to sound like he was conceding defeat after the after the game against Leicester at the weekend. So maybe they'd be looking to go all the way and, and as you say, put every, put their eggs in one basket as well. How do you think the English teams are going to fare, Dan? Obviously, all um, English clubs were handed a boost and their away ties are moved to neutral venues. Do you think they can benefit from that? Liverpool, Chelsea and City, do you think they all qualify? I'd like to think so um, as an as a... You know, not a fan of any of those clubs. I like to see all of the the British clubs go through in in the European competition because it it shows it shows us well um, as a, as a nation. So I'd like to see them all progress. Uh, I think they will all progress. Uh, I, I, I don't know how I feel about the neutral venues. I don't really think this season it matters, and I think that it's not necessarily a, a it's not going to be a benefit, nor is it going to be a problem for the for the teams because there is no fans and the fans in Europe you know what it's like um, when you get c- clubs that might not progress in in the competition but their fans make it 
so so hard for the for the big European giants that are going to their clubs um, uh, and to their grounds. So it, it's the same everywhere at the moment. And one of our listeners actually has mentioned that um, you know what, what what are our feelings on whether lockdown has been good to, to football or whether it's actually you know it's a problem or it lets players off the hook a little. I think without fans, there is no football as it as it should be um and i think players do benefit from not not being um ridiculed or you know showered out screamed at by 20 30 40 000 people week in week out and i think their performances could lack a little bit yeah, there's a few things on that dan um thank you very much for the the listener who sent in that question i think there's a few things to look at that so you've got obviously no fans um i'm looking at the referees you know I think last night in the Leipzig-Liverpool game, there was something about eight yellow cards. You know, he's under no pressure from any fans to, uh, you know, get hounded or, you know, that's a red card ref and they're getting this and that in uh, in the ears. Um, so to have no fans, I think with fans, the players thrive off that energy. Um, we said last week we had, you know, the likes of Zaha and Sterling and how are they performing without any fans. It's... Um, I'm not sure. I'm not, obviously, the likes of VAR, we'll get onto that in a, in a couple of weeks, perhaps. I say, I think the referees, you think they would make less mistakes with no fans in the ground, but I think we're seeing more controversy for sure. And perhaps there is that reliance on, on VAR. I don't know who is going to win the Champions League this season. But now, obviously, the favourite probably is Bayern Munich, but I think... Now, more than ever, Man City could get that trophy that they're desperately craving for. They're absolutely sweeping past everyone in the Premier League at the moment. I think they'll do Munch and Gladbach in two legs. If they can if they can avoid Bayern Munich going to the semi-finals and you know, even the final, I think they'd fancy their chances behind closed doors over two legs against Bayern Munich. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Al. I think you know, fancy their chances against anybody in the competition. Um, and should they get to the final, you you know, the final mentality for any club is it's 90 minutes of football, and anything can happen. And 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 the way that Pep sets up, I could see them uh, winning it. Um, but that you know, make no mistake, after the result last night, you can't really look past PSG. Um, so there is, you know, there's a lot of options there. Uh, Bayern Munich are always going to be around Real Madrid as well. I know we said Atalanta might get the better of them, but should they not, you know, there's like the the, the possibilities and the options for, for a winner. I couldn't possibly say until maybe in a few weeks' time when, when it's been knuckled down to the last eight. Who's your tip to win the Champions League, Dan, or one team? I've got to go with PSG. Just uh, watching the game last night, Mbappe stay fit and they get a boost of Neymar coming back. I, the way they play football and also for Poch as well. I'd like Pochettino to get... He came so close with Spurs, um, so I'd like him to get get the uh, get the glory. I think my pick... It's a toss-up between Bayern Munich and City and it just depends how the the draw unfolds. I'm looking at the other teams and none of them are really, you know, firing on all cylinders. Juventus have been a bit wobbly. Liverpool and Chelsea, we know, have had their wobbles. Bayern Munich, chances are by the time they get to... So the second leg is on the 17th of March. By the time they've had the last eight and the last four, they could have the league wrapped up. So they can really go for the Champions League. If If Man City can avoid them and extend their lead in the Premier League, I don't see why Man City can't win it. Their squad is, is is phenomenal at the moment. Um, I mean, we've mentioned Phil Foden last week. If Man City really turn it on, they can beat anyone on their day. So it's a toss-up between Munich and City. I'd like an English club to win it. I'll say Man City. 
All right, so we're moving on to the Europa League fixtures. Um, the first legs are tomorrow, the 18th, and the second leg fall on the 24th and the 25th of February. The selected Europa League fixtures we've uh, pulled out are Wolfsburger and Tottenham, Real Sociedad against Man United, Benfica Arsenal, Antwerp against Rangers, Slavia Prague Leicester, Granada against Napoli, and Lille Ajax. So we've got four, five British clubs in there, Dan. How do you think the British clubs will fare in those fixtures? Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, Spurs aren't, you know, they're not playing very well at the moment. Um, I don't know whether that's the Mourinho effect or what we would call the Mourinho effect, but they're not playing as well as they could. Man United, uh, uh, they blow hot and cold. Uh, I, I see them getting past. I'll see a dad, don't get me wrong, especially over two legs. Um, but could they progress further when they come up against another uh, British side or, you know, someone like Napoli? Who knows? Arsenal, you know, they've got a good record in Europe. So, but then again, Benfica, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to get turned over easy. So that's a tough one. That's a tough one to ask me. I'd like to see Rangers progress over two legs against Antwerp. They've struggled a little bit uh, up in up in the SPL for goals of late. And the way they're playing isn't as free-flowing free as it was earlier on in the season. So if they were to go a goal down, I'd like to see how they react in that first leg. I was just going to say, let's try and dissect a few of the fixtures. Uh, obviously, we've, as a whole draw, we've only gone for the, the ones of the British clubs and yeah. perhaps the favourites for the Europa League. So, Wolfsburg are Spurs. Tottenham's defensive frailties continue. Um, I'd fancy them against Wolfsburg over two legs. Um, it's quite funny how all the British clubs are away first, and that's probably what you'd rather have, so you know you can do the business at home and take an away goal if you can get it. I think Tottenham will have enough going forward. Obviously, there's been this reliance on Kane, on Son. Bale hasn't hit the heights I thought he would hit for Tottenham. I thought he'd relish a return back. Um, you know, it hasn't come to fruition. Um, I do fancy Tottenham to go through over two legs. What have Tottenham got to do to improve their season, Dan, and kick on? Um, I'm not sure it's down to the players, to be honest. I think... Uh... You know, we know what Mourinho can be like. He's 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 a winner. Don't get me wrong, but he, he you know he doesn't he he doesn't beat around the bush with any player, um, and he can come out in the press and throw certain players or performances of the whole entire team under the bus. And I don't think that's going to do any good going forward. So I think he's got to get behind them, uh, put some trust in the players that are, that are out there representing the club. And hope that they can just put the performances down. Uh, you know, it's easy for him to pick out one or two players or say, "Oh, you know, we weren't good enough. We didn't deserve to win." But that's not, yeah, that's not going to do him any favours. Uh, they've just got to put the performances in. You touched on Gareth Bale. You know, my my views on Gareth Bale are that he is just a shadow of the player that he was a few seasons ago. You could argue that could be for lack of playing time out in Madrid, but you know, he's on. He's on ludicrous amounts of money, Al, um, and he's not—he's not, he's not he's coming on 300 across. Three hundred grand a week, Spurs are paying, and yeah. picking up the other half. Yeah, that's so a lot that, of money. Yeah, I mean that's that—you know—you hit the nail on the head there, Al. That's half. You know, he's on three hundred grand a week, and that's only half. So, <laughs> um, he should. I think be if you're doing paying more. a player three hundred grand a week, especially from Spurs' perspective, Kane's not on that, Son's not on that, and they carry Tottenham for three hundred grand a week. I'll be expecting minimum a goal and or an assist every single week he doesn't even make the starting 11 Mourinho's reluctant to even put him on the pitch 
Mm. When they're chasing games, there's something not quite right behind the scenes, and it's no secret that Mourinho has had fallouts with players in the past. You know, regardless of what club he's been at, every club he's been at, there's been someone who you know rubs him up the wrong way, or they don't see eye to eye. And I think I can see. Well, we don't know, but it looks like Bale's the same type of person in that current squad where. Mourinho probably had all the expectations, as did all Spurs fans, and um, something's not quite clicking there. And I, I must admit, I thought Bale would come and come flying out the blocks, and uh, that's not the case. All right, they're moving to the Man United tie. Obviously, they're away at Sociedad. Uh, do you think Man United can qualify? Yeah, I think so. Over two legs, I think so. It depends on what Man United you get. You know, their their attacking force is uh, probably one of the best best in the world uh, on their day. But like I said, like I mentioned earlier, they do blow hot and cold. Um, I'll be interested to hear what, what some of our Man United listeners have, have got um, to say about that. But, you know, that's my view. Uh, I think they'll have enough, but I don't see them I don't see them progressing past the semi-finals with the other teams that are in there. So Arsenal travel to Benfica for the first leg, Dan. Um, Arsenal, again, probably a team who blow hot and cold. Obviously, they... I think they were falling up against Leeds and they hung on to win 4-2. Um, Benfica, I think they're challenging with Sporting Lisbon for the title in Portugal. I think Arsenal will do the job over two legs, but again, um, it's the defensive frailties like Tottenham I worry about for Arsenal. But I, I think Arsenal can do it over two legs. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think they, they'll see off Benfica just fine. Uh, I don't think it will be easy uh, away from home. But as you say, if they can keep the score down, if they can stop Benfica from scoring, then when they come back to the Emirates, it should be an easy task for them to, to get by. OK, so the next tie that we're looking at is Antwerp against Rangers. We have a lot of Rangers followers um, on Hughes Views. So hello to you all. Um, Rangers, obviously, like you said, they had a, a bit of a slip up in the league. Obviously, they're going to win the league by a country mile um, and they'll be very happy with that. Um I think they've done they've done okay in European football this season. Um, the fact that they've they've got European football um, after the years in the lower divisions, I think a lot of Rangers fans will be happy to just you know, the fact that they've got to this knockout stage. Um, if Rangers really turn it on and, and Gerard can get a tune out of all of those players, um, I think they can do Antwerp over two legs. I think it's quite a kind draw. There's you know if, had they been um, put up against Benfica or Sociedad, for example, I think they may have struggled. Um, I think Antwerp um, it's a fairly well matched side for Rangers but if they can uh, you know take a score draw in Belgium and go to Ibrox I think they'll do them over two legs yeah I'd agree with that Al I think uh, Benfica in the in the group stage caused Rangers all manner of problems in the two games that they played um, it you know it wasn't necessarily a good performance from Rangers. They managed to get the points that they needed to get through the group, but uh, I think they'll be okay over two legs against Hanswerp, as you say. Uh, the one thing I would say is it'd be interesting, I know I touched on it earlier, it'd be interesting to see how they react should they go a goal down, because having watched them uh, a few of their games over recent weeks, I can sort of see that they seem to try to coast through games now whereas they used to take the game to whoever was in front of them now they sort of score a goal and they want to sit on it i don't think that's going to wash in european in the european sort of form. i'm going to come back to the leicester tie there's two more ties that i pulled out because i think there's a couple of big clubs in these ties granada versus napoli and leo versus ajax now that last tie 
I fancy Ajax is one of the favourites to win the tournament because we know what football they can play. But Lille are no mugs and they're doing all right in uh, Liga uh, this season. Napoli, I know the Italian teams don't always take the Europa League seriously. If you look past previous competitions, um, they tend to put out a second string and it's either the Champions League or nothing. I don't think Napoli, I don't think they're going to win Serie A this season. It looks very much like the Milan teams are going to battle out for that. I think Napoli will have enough to beat Granada, but the Spanish teams like the uh, Europa League. Um, like I say, with with Ajax, uh, they're six points clear at the top of Eredivisie with a game in hand. They last lost a game in 2020. They came third in the Champions League group stages behind Liverpool and Atalanta. That's why I think they could be a team to watch. Um, and also... You know, we look at the Man United tie, and you know Bruno Fernandes on his day he carries that team. Um, if he if he plays uh, against us over the two ties, I think he could really light it up this round. Um, just so Dan, I just want your opinions on the Lille Ajax and the Granada Napoli ties. Yeah, I think you're right in what you're saying now. I, I, I think that the way that Ajax play football and the way that it's sort of bedded in from from the ground up and the academy up, it'd be hard to overlook them. Um, for, for it to go all the way um, and you know up to a couple of seasons ago they were obviously playing in the Champions League and they went quite far you know they, they'll probably get a better allele uh, and I would expect Napoli to, to coast against Granada uh, they've got too much attacking threat uh, for me I, I don't think Granada are going to cause them any problems whatsoever Okay, the last tie, uh, the, the last British club, Slavia Prague against Leicester uh, I don't think they'll have any issues with this um, Leicester are doing they're doing really well this season. Uh, top four looks, you know, more than achievable at this moment in time. Um, I think Slavia Prague. I, I, I don't think they'll have enough to match Leicester. Um, I could see Leicester probably winning both of those games, the away and the home leg, pretty comfortably. Um, and that rolls into um, a question that we had from Tom. So thank you very much, Tom, for your question on the Hughes Views Instagram. He said, "Does Harvey Barnes make England's Euro squad?" 12 goals in all competitions this season your thoughts on Harvey Barnes there Dan yeah I think we touched on it last week didn't we when we're talking about you know the potential squad that we can take to the next next championships there's so many players that are sort of looking at you know we've got so much depth in in different positions but the midfield slots it'd be hard to fill them all up I think that based on his uh, you know his merit and obviously the numbers that he's putting in this season it would be hard to overlook him but I, I honestly couldn't tell you whether Harvey Barnes goes or not I think he should do um, I think Tom's spot on there I think that he should go um, but there is a lot of options there so I was having a look earlier um, obviously it's a 23-man squad we can take to the Euros obviously postponed from last season um, and the players who you're definitely going to take on the plane are likes of Canes um, your Sterlings I've just got a list of 14 names here, Dan, and they're all relatively the centre midfielder type player. Uh, so inclusive of Barnes, we've got John Henderson, Declan Rice, Harry Winks, Mason Mount, Jack Grealish, Eric Dyer. I know he's been playing at the back, but Southgate has played him in the middle before. James Ward-Prowse, Calvin Phillips, James Madison, Ross Barkley, Jude Bellingham, Deli Alley and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. So that's 14 centre midfielders. Who out of that list realistically goes does Southgate base it on form does he have his favourites does he have his players who he can always rely on the likes of I'm thinking Henderson will definitely be on the plane mm. um, so out of that 14 
Obviously, they can't all go, and I don't think he's going to take any more than about maximum six. And if he is, he's, if he takes someone like Dyer, he probably thinks that Dyer can slot in at the back. Who out of that list, Dan, would you put in that 23-man squad? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right about Dyer. I was going to, I was just going to mention that you know you've got to look at it from uh, his versatility. He may look at him as a midfield option, but he'll be on the plane purely because he's got the ability to play at the back. Should anything go, you know, drastically wrong, uh, I think Jack Grealish goes without a doubt. Phil Foden goes without a doubt. Um, I don't see Ross Barkley going, uh, which is a shame. But you know, there's there's players in front of him. Deli Ali. I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't think he should go. Um, no, no. But then I, I don't know how, uh, obviously, Gareth Southgate will feel about that come the summer. you also got to remember that we got, you know, a third of the season left. Injuries might take a toll on, on, on his squad choices. So it's hard to tell. Yeah. But, you know, it's the same with uh, Oxlade Chamberlain. He, he sort of, I feel a bit sorry for him. He's a bit of a forgotten man now. Um, but he's definitely still got the ability. I think it might hinder him a little bit that he plays for Liverpool uh, at times because if he was playing week in, week out, I know he's been plagued with injury as well. I mean, that's worth mentioning. But I think if he was playing week in, week out, he is he could be up there with the best of them. I'm just looking through the list and I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying my best to put crosses next to these names. So I've put a cross next to Barkley. I don't think he'll go. I've put a cross next to Ali. I don't think he'll go. I think it's too early for Jude Bellingham. I know he is one for the future, um, but I don't think he'll be part of the Euro squad this season. Um, Henderson, I think he will definitely go. Question marks over James Ward Prowse and Phillips. I don't think he's going to take them. And I know he likes Mason Mount. Uh, he likes Declan Rice. Um, Oxlade Chamberlain, you've got that versatility there. He can play wide if he needs to. Um, I, I don't think he's going to take Harry Winks. I know a few Spurs fans who haven't really been singing Harry Winks' praises this year. We said that Eric Dyer probably will go due to the versatility. Jack Grealish, um, I think he he's in the same boat as Barnes, really. I think he deserves to go. But it, ironically, it could be a toss up between who goes out of Harvey Barnes and James Madison, both Leicester players. Um, so if we if we find it tough to pick, you know, a six in there to take, uh, you know, Southgate's really got his work cut out. Um, thanks very much for that, Dan. So we're just looking. Okay, and we said last week, uh, episode three would be the revealing of the giveaway on Instagram. It's uh, a twenty pounds uh, amphibian apparel voucher, and we said the winner would be uh, revealed at the end of the podcast. We had uh, eighteen unique names in the draw earlier. Uh, and the winner was Callum Tester. So congratulations, Callum. Um, I'll be in touch uh, on the Hughes Views DM. And we'll get you a voucher to spend uh, in Amphibian Apparel. Keep your eyes peeled. Hopefully, um, with with the permission of Amphibian Apparel, we can have a few more giveaways uh, in the forthcoming weeks. Um, and thank you very much to all our listeners. Uh, keep your questions coming in on the DMs. Good luck to all European clubs, uh, the British European clubs over the next couple of weeks. And we'll be back next week. Thank you very much.